Welcome, Leia Film listeners. Welcome to another episode where we break down a television series called The OA, Episode 5, Part 1, Chapter 5, Paradise. I am your co-host, Richie, and here is my co-host, Patrick. Welcome back, Patrick. Good to be back. Uh, it's another... Another episode in the can, over halfway. Five of eight. Yeah, wow, we only have three episodes left. (laughs) Doesn't feel like enough time, especially with, I think you spoiled that one of them is shorter than the rest. I think seven? (laughs) Yeah, I think either the next episode or episode seven is going to be like, what, 30 minutes? I think it's episode seven. Yeah, two hours and a half, or maybe just over two and a half hours to wrap all this up. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there, Patrick. Um, and this episode was a doozy, to say the least. Um, we were just talking about it before we were recording, but like, not too much happens, like, in terms of advancing the story until maybe what the last. 10 minutes, I would say. I say it, At it, least. Feels like, it feels like stuff happens, but like it's quickly overshadowed by like the last, like they set up more stuff or they don't set, they explain more stuff and they, yeah, it's like stuff happens yeah. for sure. But then they're like, okay, here's a, here's our next step. And it's like, whoa, right. this next step overshadows a lot of what <laughs> happens. <laughs> right. Um, that is because we do get quite a few expository scenes just to explain to us uh, what's happening. So in the beginning of this episode, um, we get Hap in Cuba. He is observing the next, the next test subject, who will be Renata. And she is a guitarist. Or a musician. And we get quite the like master shot of him. Like such a beautiful opening with the credits. Uh, it's actually much different than the previous episodes where we get some sort of like, we almost get like kind of a blank canvas previously and then it's filled where it's like we get many good shots of the, um, just of like where they're at. Like he's leaning up against a bar. Where um, we just know like we're in a different location than the previous episodes. Because we didn't really... Previously, we only were, at, were set in like Russia. And then we're back in Michigan. So we didn't really get like a, a large uh, canvas to be in. Like, or, or too many locations. So yeah, what did you think of this opening, Patrick? liked it uh I'm trying to remember who the statue was of because it wasn't castro right i don't think it was yeah i'm i'm leaning on you patrick to to, to give me these details the historic details i don't know much about cuba per se i want to say what it, it could have been castro maybe but yeah there's like a slow pull out of the like it's behind the bar. There's like the centerpiece. 
then we go to is it Renata playing the guitar yes. and then yeah Hap is framed very like the outsider but still center there's like a V of a crowd separating him but there's like a clear line between him and the crowds and he's blocking the statue uh I uh, could tell right away that she was going to be the next victim, the next experiment. But then uh, something about this made. I I hope I'm not forgetting, but because we don't know a lot about Hap's backstory. But uh, the scene with uh, Renita has convinced me that Hap must have had an NDE. And there's some Hmm. kind of. There's there's some kind of unbound force or there's some kind of unseen connection they just feel because like later in the episode another character but has had NDE listens to her play and yeah there's something enchanting about it or something connecting to that character and then that reminds me to how Hap first discovered Prairie when she was playing the violin where he's just walking and then he stops right so yeah there must be something that's connecting them and i'm certain hap's motivation to study all this stuff is caused by his own experience or having lost someone and possibly experiencing it at the same time like a i don't know a car crash or some kind of like maybe he has a family lost but he only sees them in his nde so he's trying to find a permanent connection to that fear or realm yeah I think you're onto something, Patrick, because uh, previously we didn't really get a clear motivation, right? I know that I think in the previous episode, um, Owe mentions that Pat is, or Hap is using them to uh, tell the world about life after death. Mm-hmm. But we don't really get like his personal motivations we don't get like this clear objective of why he's doing this because at this point he's coming off as a clear evil antagonist. Like what he's doing is horrible to these people. He's treating them like animals, lab rats. Yeah. You could read it as like an altruistic, like he's doing it to, you know, ease the world's minds or like show everyone the truth and help ease their fear and suffering of the end but like the lengths he's going to makes me believe there has to be something more personal connecting him to it or motivating him that puts the fire in him to do these like inhumane experiments on these people yeah and i have to say jason isaacs does a really great job portraying hap because i don't like fully fully hate hap as a character because jason isaacs is so good portraying him I don't think we've talked much about that, but like I think in the past couple of episodes, he's been headlining pretty much as the main character. Yeah, it's the Him and Prairie show currently. Yes. And speaking of Prairie, we don't really get much of Prairie this episode. Um, because what uh after uh what's it called? So after the Cuba scene because uh, Hap is kind of uh, what's the word he's kind of preying on Renata 
or like he's just kind of feeling her out and she clearly shows disinterest even though he's mentioned to her that he he knew her father and his work and she's not really interested in leaving not really interested in what he has to offer and then it transitions to a scene back in the basement where Scott shows his skepticism towards OA and Homer's like a new plan or like newfound like insight. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. like, it's, uh, I think they, they find that the OA's move after her head trauma. Yes. And her failed escape attempt, her, her move then like lines up with Homer's eating the sea urchin move. And then yes. They, so they just like practice doing it together as well as like they're on a regiment to get their bodies in shape. Yeah. And Scott mocks them yeah. uh, saying, uh, you know, she had a bird and what he, he had some kind of like sea creature and he's wondering what's next, you know, what's the next thing. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then after that, uh, Hap comes into the basement because he sees them, uh, having um, their like little rehearsal, mm-hmm. and he's wondering what that's all about before they get interrupted by um the police sheriff. Right, he comes in asking for help. It was a sheriff or a ranger. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's on a large park or it could just be the sheriff. Probably the sheriff. Yeah, and they all they all go nuts trying to get the sheriff's attention. Yes. He visits Hap and we find out that Hap is in, you know, this remote location away from like what a small town or something like that. He's renovated the place and really tidied up. And the sheriff is looking to Hap for um, some kind of advice, any sort of cure for his wife's um, ALS disease. And yeah, that, that will probably come into play later. That was like a quick, brief scene before we um the hap observing away and homer again while they're forging like their romantic bond you know with hands on the glass doing a heart shape <laughs> gesture just in time for valentine's day mm-hmm. and that's when i think i believe he's listening to a recording of renita's music Yes, yeah, he's listening to a recording of her music. He's also listening to like some sort of a, a podcast or something. I don't know if you heard like about some kind of like alternate dimensions or something like that. Like, oh, there's, there's another universe somewhere or something like that. I'm not sure. I didn't pick up on that part fully. Yeah. Um, well, I watched in subtitles. So like watching this episode again yeah i'm picking up all these details that i missed the first time so i'm like oh shoot so he's he's really he's really into this like um you can tell 
he's been on this journey for a long time. And that's why he's so adamant about continuing these experiments. And yeah, he's a, he's a voyeur looking into um, the group's plan. They think they're a step ahead, but Hap is right there with them. The biggest thing he takes away is the relationship that's formed between uh, Prairie, the OA, <clears throat> and uh, Homer. Where he's, uh, yeah, that's where I didn't connect the dots right away until uh, seen later on. But then I was like, oh, that's why he grabbed Homer like, briefly after he saw that. Right. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was quite the sadistic move on his part to break up the group psychologically. Take um, Homer away in the night. Yeah. If I'm correct, right? Yes, because uh, away she wakes up to find out that Homer has been taken. She said she didn't hear the gas. And then, um, yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, we will get more into that soon. Uh, we do get a glimpse back at the group where uh, BBA, she is, I think she's learning the movements herself or like she's like reflecting upon OA's story about the, their new movements. And <laughs> she, like, she hangs out with the kids during lunch, which I find to be pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. Um, imagine like a teacher, like just chilling in the cafeteria with like these four other kids yeah she's, and she's trying to play coy where she's like oh i'm like you know yard duty type <laughs> she's like looking halfway to the side standing like oh and she's reprimanding them to keep it civil keep- and- <laughs> right because um she tells uh steve um bad language obscures rather than clarifies <laughs> i thought that was such a good line because uh, he too was like kind of mocking the, the the story because he said what they escaped because of a fucking paleo diet, <laughs> <laughs> which I have to say, back to the OA, um, I love the transformation that uh, she goes through as well as Brett Marling's like physical nature, like her transformation of the character, um. You know, just from like what episode one, when we see her as like a this 20, 21 year old who hasn't seen much of life, who is extremely reserved, um, you know, does not have much to say because she doesn't really have um, any like friends or, you know, hasn't been on these like big explorations through life. And. What? And when she returns, she feels like a uh, like a child return, like a 14, 16 year old. And then right. in, this, in this episode, there's a great shot of her outside. I want to say she's either covered in like rain or mist or she's just like bawling her eyes out. And yeah, she's looking at her mom through the kitchen window, I think, or something in the morning. And yeah, she oh, yes. Like, yeah, she looks like she's gone through it or she's aged up. 
mentally. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is what I really appreciate about the show because like Britt Marling is taking on like multiple roles basically. And I love how she really gets down physically and, you know, and the fact that like in the previous episodes, they mentioned how like, you know, she's a sexy blind woman now and like, oh, she's like so beautiful and whatnot. Um, like because in the present day when she's telling the story, she she dresses much more differently. Um, yeah, she's much less reserved, much more open, just has more insight uh, for the world now. So, um, which is very fitting. She's it. It seems like she's gone through a spiritual journey. <laughs> it feels yes. right. Um, she's. It feels like she's much more vulnerable than before. I mean, we get a lot of her vulnerability through the perspective of um, these kids, right? And BBA. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she, in the next scene, after the cafeteria, um, oh, so we do know that French is going to be going to a scholarship dinner because he talks to one of the teachers. Yeah. Uh, so really... There's a really unsettling shot of the teacher. Are you talking about the, uh, like it beneath looking up? Yes. And he's doing like a pyramid with his hands. Right. I'm glad you brought that up. What did you think of that? That's like, that, that felt like such an early, like, it was telegraphed kind of when the, there's like the phone call and the, the scholarship people are kind of disinterested and all the other stuff. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, he's on the second flight of stairs overlooking the whole cafeteria watching French sitting with the OA's crew. And then, yeah, he does like a. I don't, it's just it feels like a. <laughs> maybe not a prayer, but it feels like a. Like he's putting his head down in disappointment. Or like, yeah. it's like, oh, <laughs> like it's over. He, because he does lament the fact that like, hey, you're kind of hanging out with these weirdo kids. <laughs> <laughs> basically like that's quite the group you're hanging out with there because french's reputation is you know he's kind of a popular guy aspiring lacrosse athlete varsity varsity man is gonna make it and no one's gonna really help him but they will help him at like yeah it's a great commentary <laughs> where it seems like he's he's working hard and sacrificing a lot even though he's still in high school and essentially a kid in a lot of ways, he's been forced to mature. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you, you, you now you've earned this. You don't just get yes. these. You don't just have opportunities, and the community doesn't lift you up. Now you've earned it, and it's very, <laughs> it's a tenuous thing you've earned, and it can be pulled away at any time by us. <laughs> yeah." Yeah, we're gonna have a dinner to celebrate how nice we are. <laughs> <laughs> to show how how interested we really are into you. <laughs> Compared to your real friends. Yeah. <laughs> like what what do you have in common with them? Yeah. Where yeah, as the audience we can see there's probably a deeper connection that they all have. And yeah, it's yeah. I felt like OA or I feel like I had the insight in that scene when the teacher's like, oh, what do you, like, I can't imagine what you five had in common. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you small-brained 
<laughs> Bastard. Your, your brain is too big for them, French. Grill your brain with us. Your brain's too big and your heart's too open. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a closed off person. You don't want to become that French. He's like, hey, man, you got to stop leaving your front door open every night. Yeah. What do you like? Have faith in people? They won't come in and murder you in your sleep. <laughs> but um, so yeah. After the cafeteria scene, we transition to OA speaking to Rahim, and she's playing this um little like a puzzle game. Yeah, one of those guys. And... Yes, where you have to keep the marble on the board. You have to guide the marble. Um, you have to make sure that it doesn't fall in through any of the traps. And she asks Rahim, how do you find the confidence to guide another person? You know, how do you train them? What do you have to go through? Yeah. And yeah, this is where we learn that um, she wants to leave. She wants to go. Um, she wants to be taken off the board, so to speak, where Rahim says he doesn't want her to be taken off the board. And he even questions her own experience, whether she actually lived through that. And Rahim confirms, hey, you know, she had vitamin D deficiency, you know, dental decay, you know, the, even like the copper in her scars, all of that is real. So... What, what did you think of this scene, Patrick? Do you think there is some validity to her experience? Yes. I'm a, yeah, it'd be a big rug pull. <laughs> yeah, if this was, it was all a dream or like a past life or something. Or a future vision. No, that wouldn't make sense. But yeah, it'd be... Like if the show ended and it was like a snow globe and then... <laughs> Have you seen that? It was a, I think it was like in the eighties. There was a TV show that just ended, where it was like, I think it was Mercy Hospital. Mercy Hospital did that. I heard Roseanne did that as well. Where yeah, like a, the hospital one, like it pans out to like a hospital in the snow globe, <laughs> and it's like a maybe an autistic child. It's like looking at the snow globe, and it's implied that the whole show was in that child's mind, but he can't communicate it or something. Oh. But yeah, so that's kind of a. I don't, but I don't think they set that up, so it's kind of just a last second thing. <laughs> I don't think the OA will do that. Yeah, right. But I, I guess if this were to happen in this show, this would be much a much better setup than what Mercy oh, yeah. Hospital did. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of things to cue it in that show it's earned. I'd I'd be upset, but I'd believe it. I'd be upset, I'd believe it, and then I'd be looking forward to season two. <laughs> and then if I have any in season two, I'd say, okay, I'm about to check out. <laughs> oh boy. I know, you'd be in for a rude awakening. <laughs> yes. I like the, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the, uh, the little puzzle game. That's one of those film student deep reads you can do. Or it's like another... That's another you know clear prison an object is trapped in it has to go on a journey along the lines 
and has to find the right hole or portal to escape. Oh. Yeah. And then even like Renaissance, I took some Renaissance class. And yeah, the marble is like a, you know, reflective, you know, clear marble. And yeah, and like Renaissance paintings, a clear orb like that, a glass orb is like the eye of God. Wow, God, man, your your brain is too big for this show. No, nah, just your took, brain, your brain is too big for this episode. I just took a <laughs> class on Renaissance paintings. Yeah, that's that's an incredible reading. I um did not think of that. Uh, the whole idea of these portals on on the board, I actually did not think of that. So, thank you for bringing that to my attention because now I'm going to think about that. <laughs> as we um continue on and for you know for the rest of the series um that's such a an incredible insight that i totally overlooked so thank you um yeah the fact that like she's holding the board she can see i guess for what you're saying from what you're saying uh so to speak like these portals and she uh gets the marble off the board and Raheem grabs it and he says, Hey, I do not want you to be taken off the board. Um, but yeah, she totally wants to do that and she seems okay with it. There isn't really, um, any fear or uh, trepidation in what she wants to do. She clearly wants this. So, uh, so after this scene, we transition into a master shot of French observing a buck singing at their scholarship dinner. And I bring this up because this scene is quite similar to the very beginning of the episode in which Hap is observing Renata um, performing her musical talents so um i feel like there's a lot of parallels between french and hap in this episode and i've I've noticed it more in this episode than i did previously um yeah uh did you did you notice any of that patrick before i brought it up uh yes oh, but mostly on the uh a scene coming up when french gets very animated about something Hap does. Yes. Yes, he does. He gets very upset, right? Um, more so about the situation between Hap and Homer. Um, we will talk about that in a minute after um, we recap the scene in which French is upset with his mom for flirting with uh, one of the other parents. And she tells him, you know, he moved here from, from Paris to get French to where he is right now. She says that he doesn't know how hard it really gets yet. And how, um, you know, he doesn't need all these medals to show off like his adulation because he's going to be who's, who he's going to be no matter what. So almost kind of like this um, manifesting this like destiny for for French in a way. Um, 
because like, yeah <laughs> i didn't like that scene a lot okay. i know i like the scene i didn't like the i didn't like his his mom's mm. resentment yeah or she's tr- he, she, she, yeah it kind of takes on like a feeling like it's meant to be like an enlightening thing she's saying right but it's like it's totally undercut by her character or it's 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 a good it's a good it's a good uh you know representation of media that like parents are just people yeah you'll you'll find 50 and 40 year olds who have kids who are like still mentally never ready to have kids and probably never will be right yeah it's it's a good window like it's good representation like you know people are flawed or like not flawed but like people are the way they are and then some of them have kids and it puts a burden on the kids or you know stuff like that like real world things i'm happy the (laughs) script has that in there but when she starts trying to oh no yeah you were saying when she starts trying to like she gets like a like lines or like I don't know. It felt like it was like I'm trying to think of how I articulate this. <laughs> it just no, felt like it was, yeah, it felt like more of a self justification or like because of her character. It was like, oh, it's maybe it's supposed to be like motivational or manifestations for French, but like just with the you know her character and everything until that moment, it feels more right. like. It's like a coping mechanism for her or a flaw. And maybe French can see beyond it. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, she's my mom. She's flawed. I shouldn't resent her for her flaws. Even if it makes our lives harder, him and his brothers. He's like, oh, I'm the oldest. I just gotta, you know, maybe it is insightful. Like, yeah, he's like. It could be both. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're you're hitting a good point there. I mean, she's a young mom, right? But she's also belligerent, a drunk, a smoker. Um, she doesn't have a job at that point. Um, French mentions that he he has to work two jobs, you know, while also being this upstanding student, right? And yeah, he's upset with her that he, or he believes that, like, you know, um, I think in a way maybe he feels like she's holding him back, and. That's why her thing felt like like a cop out. <laughs> She's like, you know, you're gonna be the man you're gonna be. And like, yeah, so all of the stuff I'm doing wrong, you know, doesn't matter because you're gonna be the man you're gonna be. It's it's already <laughs> decided. <laughs> That's why I read it as like <laughs> I can see French just going like, okay, she's uh yeah. There's no point <laughs> in there's no point even for a TV show to just do a 360 dunk. <laughs> and like yeah just like be very hurtful to your parent so he's just like okay <laughs> i heard you out i gotta manifest it yeah i shouldn't be yeah. upset yeah okay I mean, maybe, French... I, maybe i misread that a little bit <laughs> no i think uh I, I this is what i love about this show there, there's a lot to interpret from it there, this show isn't really trying to force you to have a fixed perspective about um any of the characters or any of the, or like, or the story itself. It invites you to, you know, open your heart or open your mind and to find your own reading on it. Because, um, 
yeah, I appreciated your reading because I didn't really think of it like that. Um, and it made me very much in this scene appreciate uh, Brandon Perea's uh, performance as French because we do get a lot more of him in this episode. Um, yeah, I like that. It's just this episode itself, I felt like was very unconventional because you would think that what happens at the end of this episode would, would happen in the previous episode because we get much more of Scott, right? We get way more of Scott in the previous episode. We get way more of his um, skepticism, his misgivings on the group. And yeah, just like, I don't know, in a traditional television, what happens here at the end would have probably happened in the last episode, in my opinion. I felt, I felt like, yeah. Be a nice cliffhanger. Uh, right. We because we don't get that much of Scott. We get sprinkles here and there in the beginning of the episode and towards the end. But, um, so yeah, uh, French asks Buck after he takes uh, Mama back home. He says, hey, are we the good guys here? And, you know, like, what if we change? And Buck tries to reassure him that, hey, you know, like, we don't change like that. Because French is wondering about Hop and how, you know, he used to be just like them. And he grew up to be almost like this monster. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a shot where he looks up. Uh, it, it comes off like a pillow shot because I do not understand the shot at all where um, we get a look into like uh, the outside like of the apartments, like the balcony of like the apartments. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that scene, Pat, but um, like we can kind of like see the TV, the, the TV lights are on. Um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but uh, this is it's just like, French? yes, this is with French and Buck. Yeah. And he's pondering about uh, his future. Yeah. And we just, it's a, it's a very quick shot. So I don't know. Maybe we would have, I would have to show you after. <laughs> yes, I remember recording. They, they like, it seems like they go in the back entrance where the garage is to the apartments and they leave that way too, if I'm correct. Yes. And then, um, yeah. So, yeah, we just get this cutaway of like him just kind of in introspection, just looking out. And yeah, maybe, maybe it was a pillow shot. I'm not sure. You know, just like these random shots where like they may not have meaning or maybe they do. Um, yeah, that's something that always stuck out to me. And I wonder, like, okay, why did, why did Zal put that in there? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we get back to Homer. He gets taken to Cuba. And he's pretty much being manipulated by Hap to um, seduce Renata, sleep with her, and bring her back, right? Pretty much kidnap her. Because uh, Hap knows that Renata has a thing for young, handsome men. Mm-hmm. And those Homer wouldn't selfishly or even risk, wouldn't even risk, uh, you know, uh, 
hurting Hap because he doesn't know how to get back to Prairie and the gang. He doesn't know how to save them before. They will eventually starve out in the basement. Yes. But not before he runs off. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a good way. You still had to try. I'm happy he tried still. <laughs> I would have been pissed if he just was right. complicit the whole time. <laughs> right, because any, any sane person, right, uh, would, I mean, that's what they've been doing the past what, few years. I would say maybe it's been a few years for Homer. And he's taking a shower. He's like having a mental breakdown. Um, Emery Cohen, wow, man, he does an incredible job expressing his anxiety expressing his ambivalence to the situation because i mean how would any of us be able to get out of there you know you're in okay so now we get a scene which hap presumptively uh has no faith and homer seducing renata because we see homer kind of receding into himself kind of shying away from even doing it because um you know he's like trembling he's like he's in fear he has a ton of dread and renata's wondering like okay he's putting on this mysterious act no um is this how he's gonna get me and he tells her that um he's never seen the ocean before and um yeah, she calms him down. She helps him, like, well, I think, take off his shoes or something like that. And they get into bed. And then we see Hap. He's about to come in and gas. I, I presume, presumably, gas both of them. I'm not sure. But they're making out. And he sees that it's working. And yeah, we get like a, a scene of them um, having intercourse. And Hap uses that. Oh, he uses that to torment Prairie and the group, and it really upsets um, the kids. It upsets French and Steve. It upsets everybody. It's so aggravating. Mm. Yeah, French's anger is a little extra. Right, he said, how could Homer do that? Yeah. Um. And then, I want to do. I, I really, <laughs> I did not like. Maybe it's meant to be cheesy, or maybe it's because I've, 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 I've listened to too much stuff about the Cuba situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I don't like when shows maybe it was meant to be cornerable and like yeah like when homer is like he gets a little mysterious when he's really just like venting and like <laughs> spilling his guts and he's like i'm a prisoner like this isn't yeah you gotta, this isn't safe i'm a prisoner and she's like oh yes i'm a prisoner too we're the same <laughs> i was like shut up <laughs> <laughs> i'm tired of this cuba stuff in media it's, it's, it's such a it's 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 like the weirdest thing geopolitically that is still happening mm-hmm. that like yeah like they're so they're like yeah they're so sanctioned they're so they're under so much economic and like direct military pressure from our government for stuff in the 60s 
and that stuff in the 60s is like them decolonizing their island and <laughs> raising oh, wow. yeah they they yeah they they kicked out the plantation corpse and they raised literacy by like 70 percent and like yeah they have like a they have a very advanced currently they have a very advanced healthcare system which i i like that detail that hap i was like i could see hap a doctor or a prolific doctor getting clearance by the cuban government to come to the island right oh but yeah i'm tired of yeah like oh I'm a, I'm a prisoner here i live under the boot of fascism or whatever is the undercurrent I'm, i know cuba's not perfect but it's just like yeah they call it a prison it's one of those yeah. things it's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful that you brought all that up because, um, yeah, history and geography are not my strong suits, Pat. So I think you will learn from me and upon doing this is that I am very historically and geographically inept. <laughs> and I took honors geography, by the way, <laughs> um, back in high school. So, uh, yeah, I actually did not know a lot of what, um, you just mentioned um ignorance on my part but um it could be me misreading it of like she could be like the island being the prison could be because the island is cut off by the west from the rest of the world or it could be because yeah i guess it is kind of vague but it's just one of those things yeah i know i i completely understand like you know your reading of it um i guess as a as a viewer who didn't have much knowledge about that situation I understood where she was coming from. I mean, even even in the beginning of the episode, she mentioned that um, she was kind of stuck there in a way, you know, yeah. kind of stuck with her occupation. She didn't really, she didn't really have much uh, to do, <laughs> you know. I mean, she's just performing and then just sleeping with all these like young men, and kind of like yeah, almost kind of wasting her life away with this mm-hmm. talent of hers. So, um, that's and where yeah, that's where my negative thing comes in is like she's saying like, yeah, <laughs> it depends on who's reading it and how they read it. But it's like yeah, it's like I'm a brilliant musician, but I'm stuck here because of the the Castro regime, and they need to be you know removed by force by the CIA. Or is she saying like because of the Westerns blockade on the country, I'm a prolific musician who can't leave. So yeah, it's just that's. Maybe that's I'm just overreading it with my perspective where it's vague enough or it could be read both ways. I just yeah. wanted to correct that. Yeah, it could be both. I think you could I think there's a validity to what you're saying. Um yeah, some of the dialogue could be a bit much for people, I I, I could admit. But um yeah, I think this harkens back to the scholarship dinner because I think one of the the higher ups were, were um talking about the singing, like Buck's uh, singing, and he's like, "Oh wow, so much talent!" But where, are you, where are you going to take that in the future? You know, what can you do with that? Mm. And yeah, it just kind of reminded me of like Renata's situation because where, what is she going to do with that? You know. So, um, so, so yeah, there's no room for art, <laughs> <laughs> right? You're going to um, be a hardworking, oppressed, living by a thread worker like French. Yeah, and his only only way to climb the ladder is to um, get in 
get it, uh, getting on the know with these people, people that don't even care about him. Yeah, to please them. I love, I love French's. Yeah, I'm really like, I'm really liking French, and now Buck. They're the pullaways from that group so far, for me. Yes, Ian Alexander as Buck and Brandon Preya as French. They do such a good job uh, without having these like bombastic performances. They're all very subtle. I have a lot of screen time. Right. Um. They're they're very it's uh, they have very understated characters and understated performances, um, and yeah, and Emery Cohen again I would have to say does such a terrific job in this episode, kind of leading the way. Uh, yeah, because we're in this like, yeah, we're in this like uh, we're almost like in a psychological horror film, in his perspective. And every time you think you're gonna get away, they always pull you back in. And so, let's get into the, the nitty-gritty, the, the meaty stuff. So, what, what happens after the sequence is that we are back in the basement. Uh, Renata is captured. She's extremely upset. Now she's uh, a prisoner. Uh, she's Hap's prisoner. She's a Haptive, like people like to say. <laughs> OA uh, fandom, like to say. And, um, yeah. He uh, he takes Scott, but bef- before he does, Scott says, "Hey, you know, if if I'm gonna get the gas again, I'm not gonna make it. Like this is this is the last straw." And what do you know? The gas did not work, but he gets taken anyway. And he tries to spill the beans as much as possible because he just could not handle it. Uh, Scott is a previously an addict, and He's pretty much, uh, yeah, he's pretty much, uh, uh, feels like his body's going to give out after one more session. Right. He tells Hap everything. He tells Hap pretty much the, the biggest secret, right? And I know, Pat, you had their, uh, your theories on when Hap was going to find out about Owe's yeah. vision. How did you feel about this scene that they revealed that? I've I've moved on from my little my little eye moment. <laughs> the eye of Sauron. Yeah, or just like the yeah the angelic stare when Prairie's doing like the final like <laughs> no like like a like in an anime. Exactly. Like yeah, they're just yeah. I guess or just Picture like a tranquil like prairie stare when she's like, I'm the one in control now. <laughs> it's been right. turned on you. And no I also hate, have no your hate. gun. Yeah, no hate in her heart, but she's like, I'm in control. Right. I was like, I, I would have loved to see that, but I've moved on from that. I like uh, that Scott. Uh, he essentially confirms for I had the theory, obviously. Or you, you always feel it like, oh, like Hap clearly is like smitten by prairie or is some kind of unhealthy affection towards her. And then, uh, yeah, when Scott's Scott's able to read that scene of Hap playing the audio from Homer and Renita's fling to the crew in the basement, he's able to read that as like, uh, what it is where he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You love Prairie. 
She's not blind. She can see all the time. You idiot. You stupid bastard. <laughs> Uh, and she'll never love you. And uh, Oof, yeah, that was a, you see it in his face too. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, like a like, gut punch. Like, yeah, that's why they. That's why he sent that audio to the basement to torture Prairie to try to like fracture, or completely break their relationship, so he can keep himself yes. inserted in that role. Yeah, and oddly enough, I I forgot to mention this, but after she hears that that oh, audio. Yeah. She says, he's alive. (laughs) You know, that's like the last thing like most people would want to like say or hear. But like she has such a, uh, I love, I love OA. She's so wholesome and like so pure. She's She's totally distraught, but it's like, oh, he's alive. (laughs) (laughs) After she she was like doing her push-ups and stuff. Uh, She has great form, by the way. She got it down. (laughs) Yes, she does. Uh, you were saying? Maybe I misread. I, I took it as like a bit of like a relieved. Oh, we're still alive, but like still a little hurt. Yes. Or clearly hurt. Yeah. She was doing the push ups. Like, oh, was she out of breath when she said that? And that's why it sounded like that? Or no, it's like. <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> right, right. Because um, when, yeah, when he's back, she's not even looking at him. Yes. I mean, yeah, she's clearly distraught, extremely upset. And we get more of that after Hap kills Scott uh, unintentionally, I would have to say. And he brings his body back into his chamber. And he looks at Away and says, this is all your fault. (laughs) Like... (laughs) You not loving me did this. It's the classic. <laughs> I I hate Hap so much. <laughs> no, yeah, he's it's yeah the evil he's taken on is starting to really really poison him. Or whatever his whatever his original goal, and the ends justify the means. Goal of this these horrible experiments is clearly shifted where it's. Now it's taken on like yes. a controlling, possessive nature directed towards Prairie. Where it feels like now he's trying to solve the enigma of the experiences as well as Prairie because he loves her. Yeah, uh, I, lo- I just love how well written this episode was. And even even the way uh, Brit and Zal like formed um, this antagonist for us to like we love to hate him but he's also extremely intriguing and and he's portrayed extremely well by jason isaacs that uh i can't fully fully hate him but he's also like one of those characters that i always remember like that's one of my favorite villains like you just love to hate um i'm ready for his redemption right before his punishment (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, we get such a an emotionally f- heartfelt scene in which um, both Homer and Oe are performing these movements. These like they're they're very primal, and it's just like you get a mix of emotions here. It's very upsetting because you know like Oe is upset. Um, you know deep down she wants to break down, and you see the um, the anguish in her in her um, expressions. 
Yeah, and very, very strong. Very, very strong stare. Or, yeah, exp- you said it, expressions. I want to yes. credit that too. And, 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 and you see the regret in Homer's face, you know, like the guilt that he has. And um, he also wants to break down, but he performs it with her. And man, it makes me like want to tear up because I'm just like, yeah, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to let down your ego because like they've gone through such a traumatic situation. They just, their friend is dead, you know, this person that they spent all this time with. And um, I can, I can imagine how strange it is to watch the scene because you're just wondering like, are they doing this out of grief? You know, um, is it, is this the way that they're coping with this, uh, terrible situation? Um, on the first view for me. Yes. It felt like that for like the brief moment at the start, but like the longer it went on, I started, I was like, Oh, something's going to happen with uh, Scott. (laughs) Yeah, he's, a, he's either just gonna like wake up again, like still bleeding from his ears, like somehow <laughs> healed, or the sequence we get happens and it happened. Yeah, this is where you were able to Babe Ruth this scene, right, Pat? Oh, of course. <laughs> but this one was so it was this one felt Definitely like very, telegraphed. Yeah, because it half locks the body in, like when you put the body in right away and then shut the door. I remember thinking like, oh, it's it's, it's meant to traumatize Prairie. Yes. But he shut the door. It's like, okay, what? I was like, is he just going to let the body decompose there? It was like punishment for him. That sounds horrible. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, that's like the next level of inhumane. And then they start doing the thing. It's like, okay, are they just venting? And then it's like, oh, no, wait. Scott's going to wake up. The door's already locked. So <laughs> I was only yeah. afraid of him waking up again, but not what happened right after. Yeah, as soon as you hear the, the music come up, the music cue of um, Downtown by Magical Clouds, such a good song. Um, yeah, we start to see Scott being resurrected, being revitalized into our world. Um, yeah, what was your reaction to that um, upon his resurrection and, and his confirmation towards uh, OA's uh, objective? That's... Yeah, he, he got me excited. He got me. I watched this after work at like 2 a.m. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so tuckered out. And then, uh, yeah, the first thing I was like, oh, they're, they're replay. They're playing the footage backwards. That's where I was like, oh, neat. Because you see like the, the dust or the, the little hair follicles. Right. Like the blood like soaks out of them like backwards instead of them soaking in the blood. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a neat little thing. And then, yeah, downtown's playing. And then, uh, yeah, I was just in the moment when that was happening. And then, uh, yeah, the he talks about the third move. And he spills all the beans. He's like, yes, yeah, I know the third move. There's five moves. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, there's five moves. There's five prisoners now. Hap un- when unknowingly brought in the fifth recruit to help them free themselves is what Scott is claiming. It seems like each person's gonna, each person's gonna come to the crew with a move. Always already gotten hers. Homer's gotten his and Scott's gotten the third. Yes. We haven't, 
I don't think we've seen it yet. We didn't see his NDE. Right. Which I assume is going to be the f- next episode's opening. That's another prediction. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and that way, and then, and then. Oh, and, the, yeah, and then Scott talks about the portal nature, which makes me yes. think that, that must be open home. a celestial door yeah. to our escape. That's where I start thinking about prairies. Like, okay, she must be the one to escape. Or maybe, yeah, this, this it's, I'm getting a little into the prediction stuff, but yeah, yes. Scott talks about the yeah, portal. Let's, yeah, let's get into predictions, Pat, because we're there now. This oh, I, big I, thing I, happened. <laughs> I do want to say, and then it cuts to prairie in modern times with the new crew, the new crew of five. Yes. Where she's like, you're going to do that. I'm going to teach you guys to do that. And yeah, that's where I was getting kind of excited. You're like, now you see why she's talking to these select five, right? Now you see um, what her plan was all along. Yeah. I was waiting for a reason of like, oh, like, what's. Like, what, what, what's the goal they're going to like early on? I was like, are they going to do like a, like a infiltration mission into a lab? <laughs> I think it'll travel to the northeast <laughs> and like yeah, Scott's strength and uh, Steve's strength is gonna be like the one-on-one versus hap, and then everyone else is gonna have a <laughs> gift that helps them get through. I'm uh, loving this. I'm really loving these predictions. <laughs> uh the teacher would seduce the sheriff who's in on it, and then yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else yes. everyone else would do, but yeah. <laughs> That was the original, like, what are they going to do? But now it's more spiritual, more transcendent. Okay, this is, yeah, it makes complete sense. My thing was kind of out there. Yeah, maybe you should do, like, a, a rewrite <laughs> of the script. It's Fuck like, hey, this is man. my version. <laughs> like, is, it last, is it Jesse? <laughs> the last two and a half hours of, the, of this season would be, like, a heist film. Yeah. Is it Jesse? <laughs> Yes, Jesse. Yes, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse's the hacker who hacks the prison thing, <laughs> and then uh, French is the leader. He's like the Red Ranger, right? The reluctant leader who just got caught up. Yeah, and always <laughs> Zardon. <laughs> they form Mecha Away, and they fight the Hat Monster. But yeah, I'm I'm doing a dumb bit. Uh, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, another prediction is their power time related hmm. I, I go back to the I go back to the uh, Scott's resurrection and it's just backwards footage well, that could be the effect they're doing yeah but I'm like oh maybe it's a maybe it's a time thing and they're doing a bit of the the, the first two steps allow them to manipulate Scott's mm. body and the flow of time to revert him to before he was killed and he wakes up reborn. I'm like, oh, maybe Prairie's going to go through a portal and it's going to be not be a physical, like in a wormhole, other side of the universe or world portal. Maybe right. It's a temporal portal. Maybe she's going to go back to something earlier. Huh. 
I'm loving these theories. I I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. This is the yeah. This is the episode that finally reveals it all. It's almost like a jump the shark episode, in my opinion. Um, yeah, episode five. We only have three episodes left. I, I'm I'm really excited, Pat, to see um, and hear your reaction. And yeah, these are really great theories. Love the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving the um the heist scenario that you thought up of, but maybe it'll come true. I won't confirm and I won't deny. Um, so yeah, that does it for our recap of the OA Part One, Chapter Five, Paradise. Thank you everyone for joining and listening, and hopefully you're watching along with us. Um, I've already seen the series. Pat hasn't, so. It's just me listening to you, Pat, and just hearing all your theories. And, um, yeah, it's hoping to see if the end justify the means and to see if, you know, you'll see what it's all about and if you actually end up liking it. <laughs> I, I want it to stick the landing. I'm liking yes. it so far. Yeah, and um, yeah, we only have three episodes left, everyone. So, yeah, we're well, counting down the days, and yeah, maybe when you finish, maybe you'll want to jump onto the next one. Who knows? But um, yeah, everyone who's listening, follow us on Instagram at Lay Film Podcast. Follow us on Spotify at Lay Film. We're also on iTunes and Google Play. So. Again, I'm your co-host, Richie. This is my co-host, Patrick. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.